Everyone has a story and everyone has a purpose. On this show, we'll dive into how you can obtain financial freedom through real estate investing and how we can use this to live a life full of intention and purpose. Welcome to the Live Like You Mean It podcast. I'm your host, Van Hagee, and today we have Cameron Roy. Thank you so much for coming on, Cameron. Yeah, Van, I appreciate you having me. I'm excited to be here and have a conversation with you, brother. Cameron is the co-founder and managing partner for Golden and Roy Capital, a multifamily syndication company based out of Dallas, Texas. Cameron's purpose in life is to help people reach their greatest potential, which is why he's passionate about helping passive investors achieve the freedom they desire through multifamily real estate. When he's not working to find the next great deal, you can find him on the golf course, hanging out with his wife and friends, and cheering on his Texas Tech Red Raiders. Excuse me, uh, University of Texas Longhorns. Thank you so much for coming <laughs> on, Cameron. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, when I was a kid, I used to be a Longhorn fan, and I uh, I didn't have the genius of me to get accepted to UT. Tech Tech said we'll take him, and then uh, you know the rest is history. <laughs> well, man, it sounds like it worked out pretty good. So tell us what you're doing right now. Yeah, I think it did. I uh, yeah, right right now we're we are closing. Uh, we're 14 days out of closing towards the end of September on a 120 unit property north of Dallas. Um, we're under contract right now, also on 215 units in Columbus, Ohio, and we're also raising capital for a bigger deal up in uh, North Carolina. So, uh, just lots of lots of things, lots of good things, despite what's going on in the world right now. You know, we've been able to find great deals with great people and um, trying to execute and close and get these all wrapped up before the end of this year. Yeah. Awesome. Big congrats, by the way. You know, those are some big numbers you're throwing around. Um, really cool to see you closing on some of these big deals. So, Yeah, man. I appreciate it. I never thought I'd even own a, a single family home by myself. So, yeah. you know, getting to own apartment complexes is uh, life-changing. Yeah. And, you know, to speak on that, this rapidly mindset warping world of multifamily um tell us about where you came from um what school looked like you know what life looked like and what kind of brought you to the the idea of investing yeah so i i'm from west texas uh, if you look out all around my hometown it's just flat farmland a lot of cotton a lot of oil and just a, a blue collar part of this nation um, my father sold used cars for most of his life he now works in the oil field and my mother's been in education her whole life. Um, had two pretty successful grandfathers. Um, one was in a car business. One was manufacturing big um, industrial fans for cotton gins. Um, they quit high school or they didn't even make it to high school. They dropped out just to pay for the family. That's uh, how poor they were back then. Um, anyway, people I grew up with were great. Just count my childhood as a blessing. The work ethic, the values that were instilled in me and um, enjoyed it. But there was this... Uh, you know, they say a fish doesn't know it's wet until it gets out of water. Well, I was wet with the um, just understanding that you get out of high school and you do a few things where I'm from. Either you go to the military, you go to the oil field, or you go to college. And if you go to college, you get a job, you get a 401k, you work at a company for a long time, you retire, you have a great life. And I, I didn't know any better. I thought that was it. And I, I wasn't upset with that because I didn't have any other competing options. I wasn't going to be an actor or singer um, and certainly wasn't going to be a YouTube star. So for me, it was college job, 401k, retire. And 
um, you know, along the way, I just, I kind of got my exposure in real estate. My, my grandfather owned a little bit of, um, some single family homes. He owned, my other grandfather owned some cotton or some, uh, peanut land, some farmland. And I had a grasp, especially when HGTV rolled around and Chip Gaines became, you know, the face of that TV show, um, in real estate. And I was like, wow, that'd be awesome to be able to do that. So growing up in a small town, all the work I ever did was outdoors. I worked with my hands. We worked for farmers. I owned a landscaping company. I never had an indoor job until after I got married. Um, and so my wife and I, we met at Texas Tech. Um, she was finishing nursing school. I was flipping single-family homes with a buddy of mine. And then we got married and moved to Dallas, where we are now. And I wanted to continue flipping homes. I loved it. I was good at it. I had a lot of fun doing it. But I didn't know anybody in the industry. And I was... You know, newly married, young, and broke, and needed a job, obviously. And so, I took the first job that came across, um, you know, my desk, and it was a job working for a company selling office furniture. And I did that for almost three years. In that company, I met my now business partner, and we—he comes from a background of representing uh, single-family home buyers, and we always had the corporate office talk of, you know, hey, let's talk about real estate sometimes, you know. When we were both headed, headed, headed to get yeah. coffee, but we never did. So finally, I twisted his arm in February of 2019 after I'd spent about two months learning about multifamily, got a hold of some educational content, and I was like, single family is not for me. It's multifamily now. And unbeknownst to me, he was also learning about multifamily. And so when we went and ate lunch that day, we sat there for two hours talking about multifamily versus single family, our personal goals, but we went out of our life, our careers, you know, our families. And we just aligned on so many things up and down the board that, you know, for us is like, hey, let's just go further together. You know, we, you know, we totally believe in the philosophy of going. Uh, you can go fast, uh, faster alone, but you can probably go further together. Um, in this industry, you can also go faster together as well. We've learned, and so we partnered up, formed a company, decided we want to be multifamily syndicators, and we had no clue what that meant. <laughs> we just knew a few people who were doing it and being successful. So we thought, all right, we've got a long road ahead. And we had a broker one time at lunch right after we decided to form a business tell us, you know, he's, we were eating lunch with him. We felt like the little rascals in the scene where they open up a bank account and the teller asks <laughs> them what the number is and they say seven. That's how, how ill-informed we were. We were like, we have a lot to learn. So he said, you know, it's going to be great when we're sitting back here in two years having lunch and you guys are closing out your first property. And we thought, Two years. I'm looking for something like in six months, dude. What are you talking about? Two years. Well, he just had a lot more knowledge and understanding about what we we're getting ourselves into. So all of 2019, we we hired a coach. We read every book. We went to every event. Shook hands. Asked questions. Asked for guidance and counsel. And got to a point last year, um, at the end of it, around December, where we felt you know like we knew enough now to move on a property. If we had one, you know, in our sights, we could take it down. So we didn't want to get analysis paralysis, and we built some broker relationships, investor relationships, you know, mortgage broker, insurance broker relationships, property management relationships, started looking at properties and underwriting them. And we weren't really moving at the speed that I wanted to move. I just, it's like, I want to do this faster. And working a full-time sales job and trying to build a syndication company was working, just not at the pace I was satisfied with. And so in February this year, I quit that job full-time. I uh, took a 100% pay cut. I was in a position where we could do that um, to focus on our company full time. And so ever since then, I've just been 
grinding and building relationships and networking and growing partnerships and growing our investor bases. And, you know, here in hopefully 14 days, unless something crazy happens, we'll be closing our first property and a few more within the next 60 to 90 days as well. And so as, as short as I can put it, that's who I am, where I came from and how I got to where I am now. Awesome. Dude, that, that's such a cool, authentic, humble story. You know, there's a <laughs> lot of people out there who, um, especially these courses, they'll sell you the idea that um, do this, read my book, and then talk to four brokers, and then you'll have 8,000 units by next week. <laughs> um, yep. And, you know, your story is so real, you can tell, because like you said, you, you put up the sacrifice, you put in the work, um, and it's about to pay off here in two weeks. So congratulations again, and it's yeah, cool story. Man. Thanks, I appreciated it. My grandfather used to tell me, he'd say, Cam, you can only connect the dots in life by looking backwards. And he would tell me that right before he'd spank me or get me in trouble. <laughs> I didn't understand why I was getting in trouble. I didn't understand why I was getting punished until later in life. It made sense that he was he was loving me well. But same thing with anything else in life. It's it's the process, you know, like disciplining myself, getting up early, reading the books, underwriting the properties, sending the emails, making the meetings, asking the questions, you know, showing up and doing the work. It, it's it's so monotonous and it it has to happen consistently. For it to be successful you know a lot of a lot of singles added up equals a home run and so a lot of people just think that it's just going to be one big swing like you said like one ten thousand dollar course or one book and then i'm going to be retired by the time i'm 30 or 40. it's not true it's a lot of little things and it's not even little things in real estate it's just real little things in your personal life that bleed into real estate how disciplined are you outside of real estate um, and getting yourself disciplined in your personal life so that it affects your business life as well. Uh, I had to learn that. I was like, I can't, I can't sleep in. I can't, um, you know, not follow up. I can't not ask and try to close and you know, figure out what I'm what I'm doing and what I'm lacking in. I've got to put myself in this ocean of unknown with two feet. Otherwise, I'm just going to be like everybody else I knew that was miserable. And well, I'm going to do this later when I can afford it, or uh, I kind of need the stability. And you know, I'm not blaming them, but that just wasn't for me at all. And so I needed to take a big risk on myself. And for me, it, it certainly wasn't a risk. It was just, it was, it'd be more of a risk to stay where I was being unhappy. Yeah. You talk about the, uh, the singles, the singles add up to the home run. And like you said, having to take a risk on yourself and bet on that, like the journey of entrepreneurship is really hard and it's really not fruitful until you're, you know, quote unquote overnight success. And, you talk about how, um, you know, like you said, you're putting in the work, you're scheduling calls, you're going to meetings, you're, you're doing things that really have no payoff, it seemingly. It's kind of like going to the gym. Yeah. If, if I go to the gym today, I'm not going to be ripped. If I go to the gym <laughs> for the next, you know, a couple months, I'm still not going to be ripped. And if I go to the gym for the next 10 years, you know, I'll probably be ripped. So big kudos to you for, I mean, taking that huge leap of faith and, you know, betting on yourself that, no, this is going to pay off. And like you said, when it closes and everyone goes, oh, my gosh, what's Cameron? You know, what did he do? What's what's the secret? The secret is what you've been doing for two years, you know, so. Yeah, it's just the secret sauce is um, doing the common things uncommonly well. Yeah. That's what I chalk it up to. Yeah. And doubling down on that, like you talked about how your personal life bleeds into your business life. 
Um, you, you can't put on two different hats, you know. You, you can't be the Netflix binge watcher, you know, alcoholic who then goes to work and is a CEO. Um, tell me a little bit about how you had to shift your mindset. Because um, obviously the entrepreneurial drive has always been in you. I think it, you wouldn't be where you are if it wasn't in you. Um, but what are some like limiting beliefs and kind of stuff you had to break down to get here? Yeah, so it was um, coming to the realization like, you know, I've always been a, a kind of a free-spirited, you know, I run with things that I believe in. And uh, my wife has pointed that out to me. And sometimes it's not good. You know, I hop here, hop there. There's never any stability in my life. And that, and that could be a good thing. And if it's not, you know, and, and, and in some cases it could be a bad thing. You know, where I come from is a limiting belief. You know, everybody that I was surrounded by, you know, just followed suit with, you know, their, their family or their dads or their friends. And for me, I grew up watching a lot of people desperate for retirement so they could stop working, desperate for Friday so they could play golf on the weekends, desperate for five o'clock. And I never was around many people growing up that truly enjoyed what they were doing because they didn't have any meaning or purpose in it. And that was a big fear for me. And then I found all, you know, once I started seeing all these successful people, or goodness, all you got to do is turn on the TV and you'll see what America calls success, living this great life, you know, having this great money, having these great freedoms. And it's like, well, I could never do that because of, you know, the disadvantage of where I, I came from and what I have and don't have. You know, I don't have a rich uncle. I don't have, you know, I'm not a trust fund kiddo with lots of money to go do whatever I want with. Um, and it's in real estate, especially what we do, since we partner with past investors and raise capital, it's like, well, where's the capital going to come from when we get a deal? I can't just call Uncle Joe or I can't just go to the family business and ask for a loan. Um, and so it, it was figuring out, okay, is this truly something I can't do? Well, I've always been told I've been good with people. I can build relationships, you know, with anybody. And my father-in-law at our wedding rehearsal said I could sell ice to an Eskimo. So I knew I had the ability to attract and influence people. And I wasn't looking for everybody. I was just looking for people who believed in what we were doing and wanted to be a part of it. But learning, okay, how do I do that? Where are these people? How do I find them? It was very hard. And there was a lot of times along the path that my business partner and I said, okay, this is where people quit. We understand now, especially especially whenever we were learning how to underwrite. I've never been good with Excel. Numbers aren't my thing, and we are you know we were having to learn and teach ourselves how to underwrite properties, and it was so difficult for us. Now it's simple. Under I love to underwrite because I can get through it quickly and efficiently, and figure out you know within 10, 20 minutes if a property's good or not, worth going deeper into. But at the beginning, I was like. This is for people who click with numbers, who are good with Excel, yeah. understand money, not Cameron Roy from West Texas, you know, who I didn't even get accepted into the college I graduated from, Texas Tech. That's how, you know, bad of a high school student I was. I didn't really care much about grades. And even if I did, I probably wouldn't have done well because I just wasn't the best student. So I was like, how in the world can I do this? I had to go to JUCO for a year and a half to get accepted to a D1 college. And when I graduated my D1 college, I barely graduated. I didn't have this track record of a lot of like educational success or business success. I just had a track record of people success. I've always been good at building relationships with people and loving and caring about people. It's just something that's instilled in me. Like I want to be a part of people's success story. Even if I play the smallest of part, 
whether that's making a connection for them or not. I want to be a part of that. And so I figured, okay, I love multifamily real estate because I've seen what it's done in the lives of a lot of other people, but there's not a lot going for me that can help me or that would point to me being able to be successful at this. So those were limiting beliefs. And the only way that I found to overcome them was one, like confidence that I could do it, but that confidence only came from doing the work and education, figuring out I'm not smart at this, I need to become smart at it. I'm not competent at this, I need to become competent. But becoming smart and competent takes work. It takes getting up at 5 a.m. or 6 a.m., whatever time you get up in the morning early and reading, if that's the only time of the day you have to read and educate yourself. You know, it takes raising your hand and asking for help on something that probably everybody knows about, but not except you. You know, I remember there were, multiple, there were a few times whenever I was in a, a few meetups at the beginning asking people what cap rates were. And it was like I was asking, you know, an, an adult, you know, you know, what a car is. Oh, what, what do you mean what is a, a car is a car? Yeah. A cap rate's a cap rate. I didn't know what a cap rate was. I, I had no clue. But I just put myself out there, man. I was like, if I'm going to learn it, I've got to be willing to look dumb and also have to be willing to work hard. And then competence and confidence came from that. Yeah. Humility is such a big thing because especially in this industry, um, anything you pretend to know is going to come back and it's going to bite you in the ass. (laughs) Like (laughs) if you don't know something, you have to find the answer or you have to find someone who does know the answer. There's absolutely no faking it until you make it. And you talked about education and action. Dude, that's a dangerous combo. I mean, that is um, when you know what you're doing and you act on it, lots of results come from that. Uh, so kind of expanding on what you're talking about, um, helping others do the same. When it comes to, let's take Cameron Roy, financially free. He can go vacation 12 months a year if he wants. He's making $4 billion a day. Um, what is driving you still? Like, what, what is your end goal at the end of the tunnel? Yeah, my end goal, man, is a, to have a massive funeral. I'm serious. Yeah. Like, you know, my wife and I, we come from middle-class families. I have nothing against upper-class families. I have nothing against wealth. I'm a capitalist. Like, I love success. You know, I love, I love things like that. But mine and my wife's heart is, is people. I love people, man. And where I grew up, there was just abundance of people, relationships. And so I just want to have a big funeral. And I find the best way to do that is to truly help people and build relationships with them. And so, you know, obviously, I'm not going to be a fit for every single person. Um, You know, there's going to be people who don't trust real estate, who only want to invest in traditional retirement funds, 401ks, IRAs, things like that. But just because that may be true about them, that does not mean that that is a person that I don't want to sit at my table for dinner. I don't want to be friend. I don't want to be a part of my life. I mean, my, I'm thinking right now off the top of my head, my two best friends, traditional retirement guys, going to be in 401ks their entire life. And, I, and they're my best friends in the world. They're my go-to guys. They're my advisement and counsel in most situations and cases. Um, but for me, it's about people, man. Like I want, I want people to get to where they want to be in life, whether that's to have a better marriage, a better money situation, a better relationship with their children, a better business, a better attitude, whatever. And when they look upon their journey of how they got there, I want me to come to their mind and think, yeah, Cameron gave up a little bit of that to help me, whether it was his knowledge, his resources, his contacts, his whatever, his finances. Um, My why is just to influence and affect people for the better, man. 
Cool. That, that's really powerful. That servant mindset, I think, pays a lot of dividends not only to yourself but to others and society as a whole. So. Yeah, man. I'm a firm believer um, that it's more blessed to give than to receive. And mm-hmm. anytime in my life I've given, uh, it just it, it's a feeling unlike receiving, and I like it better. Cool. So I think I might have an idea um, coming off of that. But if you had to boil down the experiences you've had from going from where you grew up in West Texas to school to now real estate, uh, what's one thing you could kind of point to as advice to help people live like they mean it? Yeah, I would say do some research into some very, very successful people who you admire figure out who they are, how they got, where they're going. And that self-education will probably dismantle a lot of limiting beliefs in your head that you need an education, a certain socioeconomic status, a certain handout, especially in real estate. You know, whenever I got into this and started meeting a lot of other successful syndicators, sponsors, you know, people with success, it didn't take me long after having coffee with them or a call with them that they were just average, ordinary Joes with, a, with or without a college education, working some you know, salaried W-2 job, middle class, whatever. These weren't special people bred for real estate. These were people who found something they could be passionate about, real estate, and asked, okay, what do I got to do to get there? And then took action. And so I would just say, find a few case study peoples people and then figure out what they did and emulate it or at least hear their story and be inspired that you know they don't have they didn't have to have a lot of what society says you have to have to be successful i believe i'm a firm believer that all you need is a is a like a, a mindset of i can accomplish this you know every a lot of people say all you need is a positive attitude i've met a lot of people who fell with a positive attitude but you've got to be willing to get up and do the hard work when your attitude isn't so positive and what's going to be there driving that when the attitude's gone? I love yeah. that. That's because for me personally, um, like you said, one limiting belief going into real estate was that all of these buildings are all owned by, you know, some bank and dudes in suits on the 80th floor of New York. <laughs> um, and realizing that, no, these are regular people. And then the next barrier I had to break through is like you said, oh, they had some kind of advantage. There's some like, I couldn't even put my name on it if you asked me, but I was—I would say that there's some barrier to entry for me. But like you said, there's people out here who you want to be like who are doing stuff like this. Um, there's there's some really good people in this industry, not to say there's no bad apples, um, but there's a great network of people out there to lean on. And like you said, find someone you want to be like and go learn what they're doing, why they're doing it. And I think that's some really good, actionable advice. So, Yeah. I and ask for it, man. Is another just one more thing is ask. Like the the corporate job I worked at before I started in this full time, worked there for almost three years. I had four promotions. Well, we'll call it promotion in the time I was there, and every single one of them I asked for and was underqualified for and got it. There was a day when there was a position I wanted. Um, person who was in it got fired, and I went up to her manager within a few hours of her getting let go and said, "Hey, I want to take that seat. What I need to do to get it." And I was told, well, there's going to be an application. You can fill out the application. I said, okay, when? And I kept following up, following up, following up. 
and I didn't qualify, man. Like the years of experience, the X, Y, Z, I had a lot, you know, some of the personality traits for it, but the rest of the stuff I didn't qualify for, but I didn't count myself out. I didn't let the paper say, Oh, the paper says Cameron doesn't qualify. I was like, look, people are not paper. You know, people put things on paper, but people can be influenced unlike a piece of paper. Go influence them. That, that's cool, man. And I think that's another thing to touch on. Like you said, if you, if you're a salesperson and you love your job, you have a great community, you make good money. Don't quit your job, but yeah. don't start buying apartments. You know, you can invest in them. I'd always recommend that. But you know, it, whatever you're doing, you can you can leverage that. You can go find someone above you. You can, even if you're CEO, go find a CEO who's more successful than you, learn what they're doing, reach out to them. I think there's, whatever you're doing, there's a way to get better at it um, by kind of avoiding reinventing the wheel and saying, okay, who, you know, who's doing really good and who can I kind of emulate? And then beyond that, who can I help and who can I um, bounce ideas off? Because ultimately, you know, like being a teacher can be one of the greatest student experiences you get. So 100% dude really cool you know widespread actionable advice so thanks for that yeah man absolutely awesome well Cameron thank you so much for talking with us how can we get in contact with you yeah certainly um, you can get in contact with me you can email me directly at Cameron at golden and Roy capital.com that's my direct email I will answer you um, you can connect with me on Facebook or LinkedIn, just Cameron Roy, um, and I'd be happy to connect with you, make a connection for you, or answer any questions you may have, you know, or let you know what we're up to if what we're up to is of any interest for you. Cool, and I'll, I'll definitely have a link to all that stuff in the show notes. Uh, but again, thank you so much for coming on, and best of luck on the deals. Thanks, brother. I appreciate it. Let's do it again soon. Awesome. Thank you, everyone, so much for listening, and I'll see you next week.